You're a 415er. 415 You're all about your San Francisco 49ers. And this is where you need to be for news, analysis, and, and, and more. And more. Welcome to the 415 hosted by Evan Gidding and Mark Grandy. What is going on, everyone? Back with the 415ers, Evan Giddings, Mark Grandy with you as always, three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Odyssey Sports Podcast Network with 95.7 The Game. Download, rate, subscribe, five stars. And especially, I think five stars are appropriate, Mark, considering about a five-star effort on Sunday from the 49ers against the Carolina Panthers. They take them down 37 to 15, the highest point total from a 49ers team since week 1 of 2021 when they scored 41 against the Lions. They pretty much pulverized the Panthers in a lot of different areas and although it may be a bit marred by some injuries that they sustained, of course not everything was exactly perfect, but they did what they had to do to win this game, Mark, and that is to me worth something. Yeah, I mean, it was dominant from start to finish. Maybe a little slow starting on the offensive side for the 49ers, but they picked it up specifically in the second half. A couple of really important drives in the third and then spanning third and fourth quarters to put the the game away. I know we had both talked about uh, this this 49er team, um, you know, going to really limit Carolina's offense this this week uh, just because of, uh, you know, how, how much they've struggled. And we were both talking about how the Panthers might be lucky to get in double digits this week. They did. They got 15 points, but really the best they moved the ball was in the fourth quarter in garbage time when the game was over, when the 49ers were playing without Nick Bosa, without a few other players, which we'll certainly talk about as well. But uh, really a dominant performance. I don't know about you. I, I never really felt like the Niners were in any danger, even when you know, they didn't score on their first drive. They ultimately then go down. Jeff Wilson was good on the ground to get their offense rolling. Uh, Kittle was involved early despite the fumble. Uh, they couldn't really get the ball to Debo early, but it still never felt like the 49ers were in, den- or in danger. And that wasn't really the case. You felt in week one in Chicago, week three in Denver, you kind of always felt the other teams were hanging around and they were one drive away from kind of taking the game back over. Uh, but it, it did not feel that that way this time around, at least in my opinion. Carolina was never in this game. The Niners, just a matter of getting in the end zone once in the second half, and that was going to be enough. And uh, ultimately, they did that. I think the last two weeks, clearly the best performances we've seen from the 49ers uh, this season, and they seem to be getting better as, as uh, you know, the season progresses, which is, of course, what you expected and what you want to see. But this was just another step in the right direction for the 49ers. Yeah, I think that was the reassuring part for me is having back-to-back weeks where you looked like close to, if not the best version of yourself. And, hey, Mark, I'm going to give you a chance to take a victory lap, like the magic number. You brought it up <laughs> on our Friday episode 17. I know you were tweeting about it during the game. Uh, I wish I had a round of applause audio that I could play right now, but the magic number <laughs> rung true. One in 27 for Matt Rule, right? Yeah, one in 27. Uh, he is as head coach of the Panthers when the Panthers defense allows 17 uh, or more points. And the Niners got that uh, 17 mark relatively early at that point. I, I, you know, I tweeted out game over. Don't need to pay attention anymore. Everything else is just extra. It doesn't matter. And lo and behold, the Panthers did not get to 17. So, uh, the game would have been over at that point if the Niners offense stopped playing, but they added on. They got 20 more points, 37 to 15, the final score. And uh, 
Matt Rule, another notch in the uh, the the loss column, and it might be his last one because the the Panthers might fire him after this after this game. We'll see if if he's still standing, but uh, he's probably getting close to the to the end of the line in Carolina. Yeah, as someone who is touted for being able to. Uh, extract offense out of lesser talent like he did in college at Baylor. Uh, it has not been the case in the NFL and certainly not today against the San Francisco 49ers defense, which looked like despite some of the losses it sustained is still number one in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, it, Nick Bosa goes out, doesn't play what the whole second half uh, dealing with some other injuries as well. Uh, I mean, Jimmy Ward, he, he came back for the first time this year, played in, in his first game of the year, and, and he missed most of the game. Uh, Kyle Shanahan said a, a broken hand uh, for Nick Bosa groin. It was a little tight. Doesn't seem to be a big deal at all. Then the other big one is Emmanuel Mosley, who had that pick six uh, in the second half, which really helped put the game out of reach as well. Uh, no official update as we record this year on, on Sunday evening, but Kyle Shanahan said post game that the Niners are fearing that it could be a torn ACL. If that's the case, he's done for the year. That is a big blow, but despite all of those things, and, and we'll talk more about what that means for the future of the team, team, I'm sure, Evan, but despite all those blows, despite all those players missing this game, at, at least in certain times, you also add in you know Eric Armstead, who did not play at all, Javon Kinlaw, they're already down to Ziz Shire at linebacker as well. Jason Verrett hasn't played in the defensive secondary. All of that together and this team still put together a really good defensive performance. It's impressive. Now you're going up against one of the worst, if not the worst offenses in football. They reached 300 total yards for the first time all season in this game. The Niners defense allowed 300 total yards for the first time all season. So probably not their best performance, uh, probably not their second best performance defensively. Uh, but still, you could see the makings of an elite defense, despite the fact that they were playing without a number of starters for much of the game. Yeah, and I want to stay there with the defense before we move to the offense, before we talk about some of the injuries that cast a tough, dark shadow over this game. The defense itself, as opposed to Monday Night Football, where there was clearly a star and an exclamation point you can point to and say, Talano Hufanga ended that game. I mean, I guess maybe in the first half you could say with the magic number that you laid out that <laughs> Emmanuel Mosley's pick six with uh, 43 seconds left in the second quarter ended the game on Sunday against the Carolina Panthers. But it was much more to me of a, of a complete complimentary effort and one in which I didn't really see Pan the Panthers – Granted, their weapons aren't great, but there was not many explosive plays. There was not much creativity from Christian McCaffrey. Baker Mayfield looked like the quarterback that he had been through the first four weeks, a terrible one. And there were virtually no missed tackles. I, th I think I jotted one down in the third quarter because I was just so amazed that, you know, Drake Greenlaw couldn't wrap up Christian McCaffrey or something like that. But on the outside, the corner play was excellent. Um, tackles, uh, Dre Greenlaw had 11 total on the game. Warner right behind him. He had a couple tackles for loss. And to me, the, the number that I look at, especially with a Panthers team that Christian McCaffrey, for all intents and purposes, is their offense. That is their go-to guy. Yeah. And he had, if I total it correctly... 21 touches for 104 yards. So that's receiving, rushing, five yards per play when Christian McCaffrey got the ball. If that is 
and I think we both believe him to be one of the best playmakers in the game of football today. And clear RB1, he's their guy, and you shut him down, or not maybe shut him down, but you limit his day, you contain him. And it is not surprising that I look at the scoreboard and see the Carolina Panthers with only 15 points. McCaffrey had the only touchdown on the day for them. That makes now five touchdowns in five games that the 49ers defense has allowed. And they were absolutely dominant. They flew to the football. They made tackles when they had to, and they kept everything in front of them against a Panthers team they should have dominated and did dominate on the defensive side of the football. Yeah, you look at the numbers for McCaffrey, 14 carries, 54 yards, under four a pop on the ground. If you're the Niners, you'll take that. He did break one for 19 yards, had that touchdown that you mentioned. But in the passing game, obviously the numbers that stand out is just how involved McCaffrey was there. I mean, 12 targets, seven catches, but only 50 yards. So only seven yards per catch uh, in his, you know, on his seven catches. So that's a really good number as well. But what stands out, I think, when you look at this offense for Carolina, clearly it's McCaffrey. But the fact that he had 12 targets, in the passing game, even if you didn't watch this game and, and and see all the pressure that Baker Mayfield was under and how uncomfortable he felt at times and how well the 49ers coverage was downfield against the likes of DJ Moore and, and Robbie Anderson and a few other guys, Smith, the receiver who had four catches. Uh, what that tells you, 12 targets for Christian McCaffrey is that the coverage was good downfield? Is that Baker Mayfield didn't have much time to throw? Is that Baker Mayfield was feeling uncomfortable? So if you're the 49ers and you see that 12 targets for Christian McCaffrey, you chalk that up as a win because it means you're not getting beaten down the field. It means your pressure is getting to Baker Mayfield or at the very least not letting him wait and see his, his targets developing in their routes down the field. Christian McCaffrey with the most touches, obviously is is what Carolina generally tends to do because he is that good. But the way that the touches came and where they came generally in the flat, quick throws over the middle of the field, that's a win for the 49ers because McCaffrey is not going to be able to break those very often for big plays with this swarming defense that you mentioned. Not many missed tackles. I think the numbers and the way that they broke down in terms of touches and where the touches came from I think signify a win for the 49ers defense. And then you you actually watch the game, and I, I think you see that backed up. And, of course, the end result, only 15 points for Carolina, uh, certainly uh, a positive uh, for the 49ers. And I thought what was interesting was, one, there were more 49er fans, it seemed, at the stands in Charlotte than Carolina fans. And they were not shy at booing their team early in the game, after three and outs, after they refused to go for it on fourth and short on their first drive. I mean... Uh, this is a, a fan base, it seems, that that uh, is not too confident in, in the direction of their team. The Niners did their part to push them further along in that path. Sure. And the word I want to key on what you used was swarm, because I know that that was something that throughout uh, the game, a lot of people of Twitter were sort of curious about. D'Amico Ryans has the acronym SWARM you know, written on the back of his play sheet. And, of course, that stands for Special Work Ethic and relentless mindset, whether it's swarm or swarm, we're not really going to cut <laughs> hairs here, uh, but <laughs> swarm stands for special work ethic and relentless mindset. And today it certainly was that because as much as, again, I, we kind of touched, touched on it, but there wasn't one player to me that was like, okay, this was the dude. I mean, they had six sacks 
and not a single player had more than one. So there were a bunch of different guys. We talk about how on offense, you know, the 49ers try to get the ball to a lot of different players. Well, on defense, there was a lot of different players that contributed to making plays in the passing game, to making plays in the running game, to getting to Baker Mayfield and making him uncomfortable to the extent that the number I kind of jotted down coming into the game was 11 batted passes. Like how would Baker Mm -hmm. Mayfield basically up against a stout 49ers front, would he hesitate? You know, would, would he get happy feet? And that's in a weird way what I thought almost produced the pick that Emmanuel Mosley turned into seven points because Baker Mayfield, he double pumped, he triple pumped, and then he didn't really know where to go from it because he's had so many passes batted down at the line of scrimmage that he just lets it rip. He overthrows his target. Mosley is there to clean it up on a silver spoon and then take it all the way to the house. So like the defense altogether, as much as, you know, we sort of, I think, expected them to give Carolina fits. It was reassuring to see it actually happen and happen in different ways when, like you mentioned, Nick Bosa missed in large part a lot of the second half. Jimmy Ward gets hurt on the first play of the game going down with his hand injury. And then, you know, Emmanuel Mosley, unfortunately, having his miraculous day and potentially season cut short, whereas after the game, Kyle Shanahan saying that, they're expecting, you know, the, the knee injury certainly is there, could be an ACL, could be a potential season-ending injury for Emmanuel Mosley, where on the play, he makes a great, you know, defense down the field on a deep ball that Baker's trying to get to one of his wide receivers. He goes up and bats it and then gets rolled up on, potentially has his season over on a play in which he, and really in a game in which he had a coming out party that Emmanuel Mosley nearby his hometown in Greensboro, North Carolina. So I'm sure he had a lot of family and friends in attendance in a game in which he balls out and has it cut short. That's the type of feeling that I feel a lot of 49ers fans had is that this game was something you expected. They dominated. But what's looming larger now are the injuries. Yeah, the injuries are are unfortunate, and they're really piling up. I mean, you think back week one, Elijah Mitchell, week two, Trey Lance, week three, Trent Williams, week four, you know, Eric, uh, Eric Armstead, who's probably going to be out next week as well, Kyle Shanahan said earlier this week. And then this week seems like nothing serious for Nick Bosa and, and Robbie Gold. Robbie Gold, of course, who the kicker who was taken out on a couple of kickoffs. He had to lay his body on the line, and, and it probably took a, a bit of a bruise there on his plant leg. Uh, Jimmy Ward, a broken hand. Not sure what that's going to mean. If he can play with a club, I'm, I'm sure he, he would want to. And then Emmanuel Mosley is is the one that's likely going to be the uh, the one the Steiner team feels the most moving forward. But I wanted to focus on that interception here for a moment as well, because I don't know how you felt. We didn't watch the game together, but when that drive started, it was late in the first half, as you mentioned. I think I might have said earlier it happened in the third quarter, but it happened late in the second quarter. And you could kind of sense that Baker Mayfield was going to make a mistake. I, I said as I was watching the game, you know, all right, this could be a chance for for a pick six for the 49ers. It's late in the in the first half. The Panthers are trailing. They're gonna try to throw the ball. Baker's gonna try to get a get it back with with a deep throw. And you know, the Niners pressure, you know, got to him and, and he threw it ill-advised and picked off by Mosley and a convoy of Niners ahead of him led him into the end zone. So you could kind of feel it coming, and I think the Niners defense did as well. They knew you know, play hard this final, you know, minute of the of the second half or the first half, the second quarter, and you could be rewarded with a pick six. And now for consecutive weeks, uh, they score on defense. Um, and it was actually at one point, I, let me 
think about this. I got to do the math in my head. From the second half of the Monday night game, Evan, into the first half of this week on, on week five, Jamico Ryan's in the defense scored 14 points while uh, Kyle Shanahan's offense scored 13 points. So from a full game from the second half of Monday night to the first half this week in Carolina, the defense was outscoring the offense, which is pretty wild. And that was, of course, thanks to that uh, Emmanuel Mosley pick six.